Okay. Ah, well, welcome to Leaders Live, people. Um, short. This is a short countdown timer just to kind of get it all sorted. So today we were due to chat to Colonel David Brambell about storytelling, but last minute, folks, David's skills have been called to help in the serious situation that's building up in the Ukraine. So sadly, David won't be here. But the even more better news is that last minute stepping in, we've got the amazingly articulate storyteller and business-to-business marketing expert, Sarah Hughes. Yay! How are you doing, Sarah? I am beyond awesome today, thank you. And I'm I'm very happy to come in as the sort of saviour of Leaders Live on this Tuesday morning. Well, you are the saviour. Yeah, and um, for those of you that might remember, Sarah was in the room um, in December. Uh, So this is a 2.0, right? It is. Uh, yeah. So Paul Winfield says, you know, happy, <laughs> happy, beautiful morning all. There you go. Last week he was actually on the towpath on the canal. So uh, that was uh, that was him. So um, we've also got Birdine Hugo in the room. She's our fab moderator. How are you doing, Birdine? I'm doing well, thank you, Andrew. Brilliant. Okay, we're going to come back to you again in a while, and we'll keep coming back to you. So, uh, music by my uncle Peter, by the way. This is our 39th Leaders Live show. Hey, uh, <laughs> so really exciting. Let us know, folks, if our audio is coming through okay as well. And uh, oi, oi, people! It's a Leaders Live show. It's showtime, folks. It's just after 8:45 in the morning here in the UK, and. Whether it's your morning, your afternoon, or your evening, welcome to this week's interactive Leaders Live show. And we are live, live, live with Leaders Live. Live with Leaders Live. I love that. 8.45 live. Um, So we're we're streaming out, folks. Uh, Spreading the love. Yabba dabba do. We're streaming out on LinkedIn. We're streaming out on YouTube. Facebook profiles. Facebook group. Twitter. Ta-da. I don't know how it all works, but it all hangs together somehow. Morning, Joe Cooper. Uh, Great to see you online as well. Um, uh, Good morning, Andrew, Sarah and Birdine. Yeah, good morning to you as well, Joe. So not only that, but you know, you can catch all of our shows on video replay, as you know. But you may not know that they are now repurposed as podcasts. Woohoo, groovy. So you can watch them um, you know, as, as podcasts. So, you know, we're on Anchor FM, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google Podcasts, I think. Um, so you can listen whilst you're in the car, on a train, jogging, catching up while cooking, etc. Wherever you are, you can listen in. So those will be available shortly after the show. So if you're new to Leaders Live, say hello to us in the comments, folks. We'd love to hear from you. And remember too, folks, this is an interactive show. So please let us know um, you're on and get involved with us. Join in, ask questions, network in the live community, etc. Talk to Sarah, talk to Birdine, etc., etc. So uh, morning, Jack. Uh, Great to see you again. And... Good morning, uh, Dimitri. Um, nice to have you on the show. And morning as well, Edmi. Edmi's usually jogging while she's listening to this, so uh, <laughs> great to have you on the show. So this morning, um, you know, Sarah, great to have you on the show again on 2.0. My <sighs> pleasure. Wonderful to be here. Yeah, brilliant. And you know what? Sarah has a passion for extraordinary conversations. That's what this show's all about, around storytelling. And today we will be talking about why stories can be your business love serum. Oh, <laughs> there's a cliffhanger, if ever there was one. 
And uh, before we get stuck in, um, Sarah, you wanted to ask the audience a couple of questions. Um, so, yeah. yeah, please fire away. Well, thank you, Andrew. Uh, so the first question I wanted to ask is when you last told a story in your business. Oh, right. OK, so when did you last tell a story in your business? And yeah. you, was there another was there another question you had as well, Sarah? Um, the other question, I'm just mm. having a gander. <laughs> uh, I love that word. That's a good Birmingham phrase, that, a gander. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, it's, um, it's about, so why should we pay attention to storytelling? So, okay. you know, what's, what's the importance? So what do people believe might be the importance okay. of storytelling? Lovely. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. And we'll come back to those. So there's a short delay in the feed coming up, folks. So we'll come back to you in those comments in just a while. But don't be shy. You know how it works. Just join in. And Birding will put those comments in. And she's already done that. So that's great. And while we're talking about Birding, let me just bring up the moderator um, scene there. Hi, Birding. How are you doing? It's great to have you um, again moderating our show and keeping us going. Thank you, Andrew. I'm very excited about today's topic. Storytelling is one of the topics that I absolutely love. Yeah, yeah. I think storytelling is just one of those things that you know we we miss out on if we're not careful in business. You know, and um, so Birdin's our fab moderator. She'll be keeping you on track with all the comments, folks. So, and we'll be coming back and forth to Birdin as we go through the show. So, um, let me just quickly go on to quick teaser, folks. Quick teaser. You know, in our businesses, uh, we all want that magic bullet. You know, that quick fix, don't we? Right, and yeah. You know, have you ever thought that the ultimate quick fix is actually telling your experiences through a story? Ooh. And actually, aren't stories inside all of us just, you know, just waiting to be told at any time, any place, anywhere? Those of you who are old enough might remember that connection back to martini adverts. So, uh, yeah, any time, any place, anywhere. And that's what stories are all about, really, isn't it? And, you know, and it, it is the notion of storytelling that we're exploring today. And you might not immediately realise it. But you know what, folks, we all have a story to tell, don't we? But why should we pay attention, as Sarah said, why should we pay attention to storytelling? Why is it important? And what do they do for us? Oh, we'll come back to that. And, you know, what is the business case for storytelling? And, uh, you know, what examples can you draw on to understand the power of words that vastly improve our outcomes. I don't know, but our Sarah will tell us all and we'll find out through Sarah. So this is all coming up and a lot more folks have put it all together. And what have you got? You've got it. Bibbity poppity boo. <laughs> oh, I love that phrase. You'll be singing that song all day, won't you? So uh, let me just um, change this. So uh, we, we love this scene. Um, this is uh, what we call our likey likey scene. So you know, if you're new to the show um, and you don't know me, I'm Andrew Jenkins. Please, please, please smash those likes, smash those thumbs up too. We'd really appreciate that. That keeps us all motivated as we're going through the show, folks. And please, please, please subscribe to the to our YouTube channel. And Birdine will add the link to the comments as we're going along right now. Um, and look, as you know, trying to build a, a YouTube channel, it's really quite tough. So we'd really appreciate your support. So if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. Hit the notification bell while you're at it as well. That would be really, really helpful. It doesn't take a lot of time at all. So back to you, Sarah. Let's bring up the Sarah's. And just before you begin, Sarah, let's give you a quick round of applause. 
<laughs> We're just streaming confetti at the moment for those of you on the podcast. So, and it's going to take Sarah ages to clear up all of that confetti. So, uh, yes, yeah, Sarah, you're just breaking up just a little bit, but hopefully the internet connection is going to be okay. I'm just letting you know what's going on. So, what? How's that for a groovy build-up, hey, Sarah? Fabulous. Fabulous. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So let's kick off and looking at those questions that Sarah's asked a few moments ago. Birdie, what have we got in the comments so far? Anything going so far? Uh, jo said that she loves a good story. It opens <laughs> an amazing conversation. Yeah. I met up with a print manager on Friday. We shared many stories about the industries and our profession. So that's the only comment so far, guys. Keep the comments coming so we can hear when was the last time you told a story in your business? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, I'm sure the comments will come as we're going along. So um, a quick one for you then, Sarah. So quick question. So, Sarah, tell us a story. We're talking about stories. So tell us a story. Take it away for us. Well, very interestingly, um, at the weekend, I was having a clear out um, because um, I was just got quite this big box of memorabilia and, you know, like birthday cards and little love letters and all of this type of stuff that I've, you know, been sort of gathering and gathering and then moved house. And so I had this sort of box or boxes lurking and I just thought, oh, got to be done, got to be done. (laughs) And... Oh, it's been quite emotional, actually, because, you know, looking at letters from maybe people that have passed on and just all of that kind of thing. And just remembering how special relationships have been. And but the the thing that uh, sort of like drew my attention and especially in what I'm talking about today with my some of my school reports. Oh, I've got (laughs) got some of them here that was back in the day when they were handwritten (laughs) so and and what came out for me (laughs) and what reminded me about my school reports was just the fact that every single time what I got my A's in was English it was literature it was language and it was really a reminder for me about the start of my passion for words and words that matter. Words that um, matter. So it was just a really wonderful oh, moment to just tie in with today. Yeah. All about, even as, you know, in junior and infant school, how important words and stories and being transported instantly into another world was for me. I like that, being transported right into mm. another world. And talking about that... Um, just quickly what, bring this up. The yeah. most powerful person in the world is a storyteller, Sarah. Well, yeah. And yeah. Steve Jobs was a, an amazing storyteller because mm. what he did was take a tech product. And yeah, right. They're great tech products. But he he so um, connected with his audience about the beauty of the design of the product and how he wanted to connect people and tech. That's why, you know, the company's worth what it is today. Mm. And 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 I'm I'm just going to do a confessional here. (laughs) Um, It's why I paid a lot of money for that iPhone 12. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Not that long ago, Mm. which, you know, iPhones 
are so much more expensive, but people still buy them. Yeah, yeah, interesting, so isn't it? Part of the business case for stories as well. Yeah, yeah. But how about how about you, Andrew? Have you got? Because oh. I've, well, one of the things I was just going to add about yeah. being at school, um, and uh, my uh, primary school was Brookvale, and my um, favourite. <laughs> Brookvale, what in Birmingham? Yeah, yeah, I know Brookvale School. Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, my favourite teacher there was Mrs. Luck, Mrs. <laughs> Barbara Luck, who was yeah. an English teacher, and she yeah. just cherished creativity in her pupils. But how about you? Have you got a, a special teacher? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, when we talk about school, you know, what are our special teachers? And for me, mm. my special teacher came slightly later than school. I was rubbish at school. I came out with virtually nothing. By the end of school, um, school, school just didn't suit me. It passed me by. Uh, it just wasn't that kind of mentality to enjoy school. I didn't enjoy the style of learning or the structure, you know, but I knew I was bright, but I came out of school with practically nothing. It just didn't suit me. And there was one day I was at technical college and um, um, the the teacher there, the science teacher was, this is before, this is the 80s, right? So this is before Mm. computers. So people wore lap coats and they used blackboard. So their hands were like chalky fingers is what I remember. Great big fat (laughs) chalky fingers that Mr. Foster had. And I was playing up in his class one day, you know, as I did, because I was a bit of a class clown. And he literally just grabbed me by the by 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 my um, my, my, my my shirt collar and dragged me out of the class and then smashed me against the wall outside in this fifties building. You could do that in the eighties, right? You could touch people in the eighties. And he, he basically started poking me in the chest and telling me, you know, Andrew, what are you doing messing about in my class? So I was just getting this usual thing that I got, you know, every time I was at school. And he's poking me in the chest with his big fat finger. He said, why are you messing about in my class? And then suddenly he changed to and he said, and he's still banging me in the chest while he's saying this, but you're one of the brightest boys I have ever taught and you're wasting yourself. And if you really applied yourself, Andrew, you could go to university. And it was like, it was, it was that classic pattern interrupt, you know, and that teacher, by poking me in the chest and telling me off first of all, but then flipping stories into a more powerful outcome for me you know he said to me you could go to university and you know what my school year was the worst school year at Ryland Bedford school that year in Sutton Coalfield that they'd ever had and I think something like three people that school year went to university in sixth form it was absolutely appalling um and you know for me then to think oh I should get to university long story short Mr Foster changed my life because that evening coming back on the train Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm sort of standing up, the standing room only. There's those leather straps, if you remember the 80s, you know, <laughs> the, the trains are sort of banging about. And I'm thinking about this conversation. I'm thinking, right, you know, this is my life changing moment. This is the knock on the door. This is where everything changes. And literally in that conversation, I decided to get top grades, you know, at college. From college, I got all the top grades that I needed. I studied extra hard. I did extra subjects. I got to university in the end. You know, and that was a four-year degree course at one of the greatest cities in the world, which is Newcastle. So, you know, and and I just went on from there. So I was really proud of the fact of of a schoolboy with nothing, you know, ends up with, you know, only four people that went to university that year. And one of those was me. That's my story. So, uh, yeah, it just shows, doesn't it? School can be so disruptive but also you know there's that one teacher isn't there and what about you Mm -hmm. folks you know what about you what about your you know about for you listening you know what kind of stories have you got about school teachers you know is there a is there a classic school teacher like a mr foster or a mrs luck a barbara luck 
you know, we'd love to hear from you. How about you, Birdine? You know, what stories have you got that might be, you know, school related or not, as the case may be? Yeah, I've got, um, it's actually a, a story very dear to my heart. My mom is a teacher for inmates and she went to the quarters the one day because one of the inmates made nonsense in one of the cells. Yeah. So she went to him and the song of Robbie Williams, you've got so much life in your veins, but you're letting it all go to waste, played in the background. Oh, yeah. And my mom went to the inmate and she told him, you know what, I can see so much potential within you but you're just letting it all go to waste by beating up other people and <laughs> you, you're not yeah. focusing on life. And she, he said right after that discussion, she wasn't his mother. She was just his teacher. She had nothing to do with him. And um, he enrolled for school. He matriculated while he was in prison he went off to um, prison, he went to a college, and he's a pastor now. Wow. He changed his whole wow. life around. Yeah. But just that small little word. The yeah. power of words, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Birdie, while you're at it, what's going on in the chat? Pick us up where we're going with the chat. Uh, Ray Black said, I tell far too many stories, but <laughs> need to tell more client success stories that reassures potential clients and failure stories are worth remem rem remember remembering maybe yeah. as you can sometimes learn more. Um, yeah. Paul said the most important story is the story we tell ourselves. Oh, that is yeah. very, very true. Spot on, that inner mind yeah. chatter, Paul. Oh, you're on it this morning, Paul. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> most definitely. Elaine said, good morning. I moved to Portugal two years yeah. ago and had to relinquish almost everything I owned wow. and had been dragging around from one house moved to another. I feel much lighter as a result, although <laughs> it was a challenge at the time. Mm. Writing is so cathartic and helps us to deal with anything in life. Isn't yeah. that true? Isn't that true? And Just you putting get... some stuff on paper. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Elaine, you got rid of all your school reports, maybe. <laughs> so not, not like Sarah, just put them in a box and then suddenly got them out one day, many years later. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on, Birdie? <gasps> Uh, Joe said, fantastic story, Andrew. And then yeah. Elaine just commented as well on your schooling. She said, Andrew, your schooling sounds similar to mine. I used to get told this again and again. I couldn't wait to leave. One yeah. day I did exactly that. I went to uni eventually and graduated with an MBA when I was 40. Spot on, spot on. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And, you know, it's not just our school experiences as well, isn't it? There's, there's something about those pattern interrupts, those sudden changes, isn't mm. there? That, that, and I was just recalling that um, a story that I heard at one of my clients at Bombardier. Um, and, and a guy had been a, a really disruptive character, very difficult character, and a very keen motorcyclist as well. Uh, and one day he had a very severe accident on his motorbike and died on the operating table when they were trying to rescue him about three times. And, you know, he remembers that experience massively. And that was the turnaround for him. And he, he, when he woke up and he was alive, he decided to turn his whole life around. And he became one of the nicest, most helpful mm -hmm. people around, you know, so just because he decided to make that change. And suddenly, you know, everything seemed important to him. Interesting, isn't it? 
Yeah, we often have tipping points, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we do, don't we? And Joe's just said this. Um, uh, I owe my career to a lovely lady I met in my early 20s, Bette Vickers. <laughs> she told me she took me under her wing, an uneducated kid who lived in a bedsit. Wow. And she gave me a chance as her office assistant. How good is that? I'm just trying to bring the comment up because it disappeared. Uh, and then later in life, my daughter, at approximately 25, she referenced me to gain a job at the Lincolnshire Echo in ad sales, which I think is where you may be now or, or whatever. But wow, fantastic. Um, Birdie, is there anything else going on in the comments as well? Uh, Paul just said, I feel so privileged to have played a positive part in other people's stories. Oh, Paul, you're on it this morning, mate. You really are. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, let's um, let's come back to the uh, to Sarah again. So, Sarah, you know, why should we pay attention to storytelling? You know, why is it important? You know, what do they do for us and our business? This is a question you mentioned to the audience. What's your thoughts on this? Um, my thoughts are that great stories... Uh, they build relationships yeah. um, they help people to remember and also to care yeah. and and one of the biggest things about stories is that um, I remember being at a networking event yeah. quite a few years ago and we were we were at the actually going around a table and we were sat there and people were having to um, you know just give some insight or inspiration you know do the elevator pitch yeah, those awful stories yeah i think um i think sarah's frozen i think because they didn't have our attention oh. yeah. and what stories do is they really help to capture attention they help to capture and um, attention. i i'm yeah. gonna pepper um our chat this morning with lots of examples because <laughs> i don't know about you but i find examples it. really really helpful yeah. um and oh just checking you're still there andrew yeah we are like yeah. you're frozen which can you hear me my connections yeah we can hear you a bit delicate yeah you're a bit delicate you're oh no we've lost sarah she'll dial in in a moment no problem at all oh here we come here she is Ah, there we go. Let's no, I'm some. back. Hello. I just said that the connection might have gone. <laughs> yeah, so. no problem. It happens. Um, it happens. Yeah, I was just saying that I'm just going to be peppering yeah. um, our chat with lots of examples. Because well, you're not going to tell lots you. of stories, are you, by any chance, Sarah? No. <laughs> okay. So yeah, carry on. One of on. the examples was being, mm. a, um, has anyone ever been to a B&I, a breakfast networking international event? Yeah. And what happens is that you, you gathered round and you've got a few seconds, really, to give your pitch. Yeah. And um, there was a guy stood there and um, he was actually quite a large fella, so, you know, very sizable. If anyone, this is years ago, remembers Giant Haystacks. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, <laughs> no, I do remember the wrestler Giant oh, Haystacks. Yeah, like yeah. big. We're talking yeah. a bit of a man mountain. And <laughs> he was there to promote a weight loss supplement. Oh, wow. And I did think when he was stood there promoting this weight loss supplement, I did immediately cross my mind about authenticity. Yeah. Um. So, because one of the definitions of story is truth well told. Yeah. And I was looking at him thinking, you know, when you've just, you're just doing that internally. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, just a bit of a grimace. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and 
what happened? So he started to talk about the weight loss okay. supplement and how it had changed his life. Wow. And again, another part of you thought, mate, <laughs> you might need to have a reality check here. God love you. Yeah. But what happened as he was talking, he started to remove, he took his suit jacket off. Oh, wow. And then he took his suit trousers off. But then what happened? He just kept taking these layers of clothes off. Oh, and he just kept having layers and layers of clothes. Wow. And at the end of it, he got this pile beside him. He actually did remain clothed. He did keep one layer on, <laughs> just for those wondering. We didn't get to his underwear. Thank God for no, that. No, he didn't get yeah. to his underwear. Um, and so he got this massive pile of clothes beside him. Yeah. And he was then standing there, a very slim, healthy person. Um, and then and then he picked up the first suit that he took off and then he held it up and he said, this is my suit and it's what I was wearing and it fit me when before I started this supplement. Wow. And he'd also got a photo as well that he brought out. How powerful is that? And how much more did we listen after that? Yeah. Whereas if he'd have just come out, as is the understandable mistake many companies make uh, when they're trying to tell stories or they're trying to promote their products, if so, if he'd have just come out and said, oh, buy this, it does this, da, 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 even if you do your features, your benefits and all of that, it just doesn't have that ring of authenticity and it hasn't got our attention and we're not relating to it him or the product and therefore we are unlikely to buy it yeah so it's got to be real it's got to be authentic right the story that you tell absolutely and, and in terms mm. of like the the benefits like why story tell yeah. well it grabs attention it builds suspense um it creates relatability yeah. um it builds trust it swells memorability and it persuades so it storytelling does so many different things yeah, like that. So attention, suspense, um, you know, it's relatable, trust, um, memorable, and, you know, it yeah. provides influence, doesn't it? You know, how well we remember stories, right? You know, even from our past, we can just drag them out just mm. like that, like the Mr. Foster moment. I haven't told that story for years, and yet it's still right on the tip of my tongue. And, and, it, and you know, mm. as, a hu as humans, our life is bookended by stories. So yeah. when you Ooh, think about children nice. and babies... yeah. What do they want? They want their story. And when we think about and talk about from cradle to grave, mm -hmm. when we, you know, what do we have at the end of life? We have eulogy. Yeah, and even, even the gravestone is a story, isn't it? Yeah. And, and what really intelligent businesses do is they really grab that with both hands and they think, right, how can we make stories work for us to... Uh, capture attention especially in crowded you know there's so much noise out there now isn't there yeah. um but also differentiate our, ourselves and our products build increased perceived value um build retention and loyalty and storytelling when done well and when done authentically does all of that yeah interesting so when done properly and authentically and it's a yeah. real story Right. You know, it's 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 a benefit to and it can be used in any circumstance. Um, Paul any circumstance. mentioned um, a while ago, the most important story is the, the story we tell ourselves. And you just reminded me about the eulogy story. 
you know, and I think it was Steve Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is a brilliant book, by the way. Read it. It's fantastic. If you haven't read it, folks. My all-time top three. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was written when? Um, late 90s. And it's still um, it's still a brilliant seller today. So relevant. And, you know, he was sort of saying that, you know, imagine that you begin with the end in mind was the chapter that he talks about this. And, you know, what's the story at the end of your life? You know, imagine that you go to your own funeral and you sit down, you know, in the crowd and you listen to what people have to say about your life. And, you know, and then play that forward to where you are now. And how do you want that story to end, you know, for your eulogy? What legacy are you leaving? And perhaps that's another part to stories is, you know, what is it about mm-hmm. us that we're leaving for other people? Um, so, and, in, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and really interestingly, um, Stephen Covey actually added on an eighth um, habit. So because when I, I'm a massive fan of Stephen Covey's mm. and the eighth habit that he added was purpose. Yeah. And a big thing for companies is to share their, their purpose what's their why we've, uh, we've all heard about Simon Sinek yeah. because we as humans we need to relate to and bond and understand someone's why yeah. and businesses can so easily do that through telling that part of their story right because I was going to ask you this you know what is the business case for storytelling Sarah and is that's oh. presumably <laughs> one of those then isn't it? it it's one of the business cases yeah. and another sort of just a, a stat is that last year the product placement industry alone was worth $23 billion. Gosh. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but businesses are not going to be spending $23 billion if it doesn't generate a yield. And so there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a definite case. So the examples of how stories can really change, even quite um, granular levels so in terms of when you are thinking right um what's an immediate because we spoke about quick wins for business didn't we and we spoke about quick wins and big wins yeah well um a story when used for example within your, your email marketing can massively lift opens of that email and forwards storytelling when used in your social media posts can massively swell um the amount of likes shares interactions so an example of this is working with um a new client this was just happened last week yeah Uh, this client had got an absolutely wonderful business what they do is they take returns so that when you for example you buy something from john lewis um you either don't like it or there's something wrong with it, you return it. Well, what yeah. happens to that? Because yeah. millions of products are returned every year. I often wondered that. Well, it, it's a really shocking industry in mm. terms of some of the good, the bad and the ugly practices. But yeah. uh, with the client that I'm working with, um, they've got a fantastic green sustainability story yeah. about, you know, nothing going to landfill, about really keeping, you know, reuse and everything like that. Um, What was happening with their content and the reason that they asked me to come in partly was that they were posting a lot of content, but it didn't get any likes, it didn't get any engagement. And it just, it's like you, you know, you're putting on a theatre production, but the the theatre's empty, so why bother? Yeah. And, and what they didn't know what, was why it wasn't working. 
right. all they knew was it wasn't working. Okay. And what I did was sort of explain to them the power of storytelling. And I said to them, what I'd like you to do is do um, a couple of one minute videos. Yeah. And, and I'd like you to post, you know, just one one minute video, post it and see what happens. Yeah. Now that one one minute video just got so much engagement interact was what's the story and what's the relevance to your audience of the story yeah, yeah. so in copywriting we um sometimes call it wing all over the page and that's when i know i know but companies will you know when you're starting so much of your copy or your sentences because storytelling works in all parts of life doesn't it be you're at a presentation you're at a networking event, whatever. Yeah. If you start it with I, we, our, yeah. it's a huge turn off for um, whoever you are communicating with. Interesting. I, we, what was that? I, you, we, was it? I, we, our. Oh, our, we. yeah, okay. There's loads, I, 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 we probably sadly won't have time now to go into all the reasons why yeah. that is. <clears throat> um, but one of them is that, you know, people are actually mainly interested in themselves and what you can do <laughs> for them. Yeah. And so when you start with I, we, our, yeah. it's actually not talking to them about them. Mm. So that's just one of the tiny little fragments of why. There are many others. Like um, but at, at this point, because when you and I were sort of um, planning for doing this Leaders Live, um, I sent you a link, didn't I, to a video by a company called Purple Feather. Yeah, we're going to come on to that later, Sarah. Oh, uh, would you like yeah. to come on to it later? Yeah, we're going to pop to that later. Just to give you a break for a moment, and just picking mm -hmm. up with the audience, um, let's go back to the the um, the comments. Uh, Birdine, I'll just bring Birdine back. What's going on in the comments? Seems so there's a whole lot of stuff going on here. And by the way, you know, if you've got any questions yeah. to ask Sarah while you're at it, please mm -hmm. do so. Yeah, sorry, Birdie, carry on. No problem. Cecile just said good morning. All. <laughs> morning, Cecile. Um, and then Ray Black said, you only ever get one opportunity to make a first impression. So think through what you're going to say and prepare well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maria Jeffers said, Sarah, have you ever been a listener to someone hogging the floor telling their stories with all of the details and the point of the story gets lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too much detail, right? You know, yeah. Keep it. I, I think some detail's really powerful. Yeah. But you have to keep an idea of what's, what's the end goal. What's the end goal? You know, what's the, what is the, what's the, stories are, are known as connected narratives. Yeah. So, and what I, what I do work in clients is that it's called a, I call it a TFD pyramid. And what we do is we think, who is the audience? Yeah. Who am I to them? And what do I want them to think, to feel, to do as a result of this? Uh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I like that. What do you think? What do you feel? What do you do as a triangle, right? As a pyramid? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the so when people are storytelling, yeah. it is important to think strategically about it. 
and have an objective and define that objective before you do anything else. Yeah. Okay. Back to Ray again, being prepared. Yeah. yeah. Great comment. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Maria. What else is going on? Chris, James said, when storytelling, we have to be careful about length and impact. A good example is the 30-second commercial. Yeah, you know, and similar to what you just said there, Sarah, the one-minute video by your client, um, which attracted um, the attention of Samsung. Really interesting. What else is going on? Thank you, Chris. Good morning, by the way. Graham. Graham Rose had Shakespeare mastered storytelling by arranging his plays in five acts to include an exposition, rising action, climax, falling action, and a denouement, or final outcome. Shakespeare mastered storytelling by arranging his plays in five acts to include an exposition, rising action, climax, falling action, and a denouement, or a final outcome. Oh, um, he okay. used the Freytag pyramid, which is the classic structure. I think that just came through twice. Yeah, I think um, it did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Paul said, there are times you have a duty or responsibility to tell stories that others don't want to have told. Oh, I wonder Ooh. what you mean by that, Paul. Let's know what Yeah, that. I'd love to know that. Paul always comes up with some really intriguing things. And then we've got to ask Paul another question. You're good at this, Paul. <laughs> I like that. You're giving up us a, a bit of suspense there. I'm loving it. Yeah, we'll come back to you, Paul, in a moment. Fantastic. Carry on, Birdine. <laughs> Maria said, yes, I agree with Stories for Business. I love writing LinkedIn posts yeah. relating to mental toughness. Mm-hmm. That are real life examples that people can relate to. Yeah, Maria is the mental toughness guru. She was on the show um, just a few weeks back, actually. Fantastic. As was Chris. Yes. Yeah. And Chris says something else there, yeah. does he? Let's just bring that He back. says, feel, felt, found. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's similar to your triangle, right? That was um, Maria Jeffers' comment. Um, and then is it there's some there's another comment here, isn't there, Maria Jeffers? A question. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to know how do we change our personal stories not to have I I I at the start of our sentences? Yeah. Oh, that's a really good question, Maria. So, mm. what it can <clears throat> be is to set a scene. Um. So, you or you could also have, um. A question like, you know that moment, pause, Yeah. that moment when you first connect and it's electric <laughs> and then you'll go on to, so there's, there's loads of different ways of starting the narrative without using I, there's, there's lots of different constructs of doing that. Um, because it's really, you know, and there's actually um, a movement and it's called the six word story or six word book. And it's where the whole story or the book is just six words. Um, And I came across this a few years ago. And um, Ernest Hemingway, actually, one of his six word stories, um, I'll share it with you now, is uh, Baby's Boots for sale never worn wow brilliant and it's just you know it sends a shiver down your spine doesn't it doesn't so it? that's how fast a story can be told in a very simple sentence six words yeah 
Yeah. Six word. Yeah, you can people can Google it. There's a whole six word story movement. My gosh. Yeah, I, when I'm trying to design titles, I try to make them as short and pithy as possible, um, which yeah. is useful as well. Um, yeah, and relating, making it relatable. You know, you, do you remember that summer that we had? Or, you know, remember a good summer, mm. you know, uh, and a good vintage, um, mm. you know, and a good wine is like a good vintage or whatever. You know, you can sort of paint a story, can't you? And then get people involved just like you did just then Sarah. and I was away with that story <laughs> remember a time when you know it yeah. accesses all sorts of things for us doesn't it you know and it's it's not about the content it's about the way we feel about the story isn't it that you know that sort of uh, link to oxytocin and serotonin and the Absolutely. happy feel-good chemicals that go on in our brains yeah, I mean, the, the the big thing that I share, and it's part of my ethos, is that mm. emotion creates motion. Oh, emotion so creates motion. I think you might have mentioned that last time you were on the show, actually. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Emotion creates uh, motion. And it, and it does for us in living our best life. It does for us in when we are looking to persuade the right people to buy from us. Yeah. Um, absolutely, because this uh, might shock some people. Uh, but actually, we don't really make rational decisions. No. All of the decision scientists are now quite unequivocal that um, our decisions emotion, are emotional, they're emotionally led, but we use rationale to back up an emotional decision. Yeah. And it's the same in business. I, I call myself the B2B or regarded as the B2B marketing expert. And sometimes I'm quite, which is business to business, yeah. sometimes I'm quite tempted to call myself the P2P marketing expert. Person to person. Because, person to person. Mm -hmm. Because businesses are people and people buy from people. It don't they just, yeah. And so the big power of stories is the emotional connection that they can deliver with our audience. Yeah, I like that. And actually, the nice link, I don't know who this is, it'll come up in the chat later, I've just got this as a LinkedIn user. Um, mm. Where is it? Um, just as we've just done now, you know, asking the audience a question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, ask questions, which is what we've been doing today. You know, what questions have you got? And you know, this is what we're looking at now. Joe says, uh, wow, that six-word story was definitely wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I like that. Brilliant. And um, Maria... Bounces back saying, thank you, really useful session. Love the six-word story. There you go. Uh, another good challenge I find with storytelling is put it in the active tense as well. You know, So um, it just makes it really punchy. So the verbs come at the front of the sentence, which is really handy as well. So lots of ways of doing that. Um, so look, we're kind of coming to where we need to think about sort of wrapping up a little bit. What examples... Sarah, can we draw on to understand the power of words hmm. to vastly change our own outcomes? Over to you, Sarah. What do you think? What say oh. you? Well, there's a really fantastic video. Um, uh -huh. It's from a company called Purple Feather. Oh, yeah. And so if you go and just put Purple Feather into YouTube, uh, I think you might, put it probably, in link. you might have a link as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll just set the scene for you. So there's a, a a man that looks down and out, he's, yeah. he's visually impaired, and he sat, he sat on a busy street, he sat on a piece of cardboard, he looks understandably dishevelled. 
he's in his 60s, quite rough, stubbly, and he has in front of him a tin collecting coins. And then next to the tin, he has on a piece of cardboard a sign that says, I'm blind, please help. Mm. And, you know, people are walking past. The odd person would just throw the odd coin in a tin. Then one day, something happens that again sends a shiver down the spine. A young woman walks past, pauses, shakes her head, picks up the sign, she's got a pen, and turns it over and she writes something else. She doesn't say anything to the man. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if you're visually impaired, you're a lot more attuned to your other senses, aren't you? So yeah. he could tell there was someone stood in front of him. And he reaches out and he feels her, her shoes. Mm -hmm. um, and he can feel these sort of like um, beautiful velvet shoes. And then she doesn't <laughs> say anything to him, but she puts a sign back and she walks off. After she walks off, he's world changes because what happens is what was used uh, the odd coin that was thrown in that tin sounds like a bit of an avalanche sounds like you know when you're at the tuppenny falls machine in the amusement arcade and you've got coins <laughs> pouring ka -ching, ka -ching, ka -ching. yeah because they finally you know yeah. fall off that cascade yeah. so he's got coins and he's just wow. and he just does not know why 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 yeah but then the next day he senses a person stood in front of him and he reaches out and he feels and it's the velvet shoe lady <laughs> the velvet shoe lady love it the velvet shoe oh, lady and he, yeah. he he you know raises his head mm. and he said what did you write what did you write and she said i wrote the same but different words and what she wrote was it's a beautiful day and I can't see it. Oh, now, there, nice. there are four key principles about why that works. I don't yeah. know if there's time for me to share that now. Yeah, no, go for it. Yeah, no, fine, yeah, please do. Okay. So um, the four key principles about why that works is, yeah. first of all, when we're not starting with I, because, you know, what I was just saying earlier about attempting to resist yeah. starting stories with I. Not go, always, not yeah. always. There's sometimes a, a reason to do them, but uh -huh. often not. Um, th th that story speaks to emotions. When um, saying it's a beautiful day, the first factor there is relatability. So we are in, um, immediately, people are looking around and yeah, it is a beautiful day. Obviously you need to check it's not raining when that sign <laughs> <laughs> won't necessarily help him. Um, so we've got commonality and relatability and commonality is one of the four elements of effective storytelling. Yeah. We've also got the power of contrast. So it's contrasting what his life could be and what it is now. We've also um, moved, those words have moved him from a state of seeking sympathy yeah. to a state of creating empathy. Beautiful. 
and empathy is one of the key oxytocin and um, i've got a whole section i don't think we'll have time for but it's all about the, the um the angel and the devil potions and so because uh, obviously storytelling evokes it's all about neurotransmitters and biochemical reactions so oxytocin delivers generosity trust bonding and it's a massively important part of storytelling that yeah. we're creating empathy through characterization and commonality yeah. um, so there are many reasons and just those different facets about why that one story works and that's why we call the title love serum then isn't it because that links back to the oxytocin piece yes, it all makes sense we come we loop back to the beginning story right at the very title how about that that's really good so that was um not i uh, relatability contrast what was the last bit it was it was about uh, the em empathy rather empathy. than sympathy. yeah thank you there you go folks there's a structure for you um now, I don't know whether Chris is pointing to another video here, um, but he says, um, taking this link here, we use this as an intro into our uh, value statement. OK, mm -hmm. thanks, Chris. Um, thanks I'll for interacting with afterwards. us. Yeah, we'll check that out. We will indeed. Maria says, this is brilliant. Shivers. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. So um, Sarah's a show jumper as well, and I'm sure she's got plenty of stories to tell about you know, braving those big fences with a with a very large horse and getting that over there. That's, uh, that can be quite scary. So uh, I'm sure um, I'm sure we'll come and chat to Maria again at some point in the future. But she was with us some time ago talking about mental toughness and uh, yeah, lots of stories there. And thanks, Graham, for your stories about Shakespeare and Paul Winfield and all the other um, comments that we've had. Uh, this morning i think chris has just said it is the video that sarah is talking about oh. there you go so it's just a different link super brilliant well there we go so quick cta for sarah we're just sort of just ending the show very shortly i'll tell you what's going on next week so um birdin's going to put sarah's website address in the chat too and her linkedin profile will go there as well if it's not there already thanks again sarah for unpacking your storytelling wisdom you know we've loved having you on the show again on 2.0 fantastic i'm sure there'll be a 3.0 at some point so um please also join um our uh sorry i just meant to have said this so sarah hughes business to business marketing expert freebie to know what your business story could be book your free power hour with sarah so you know and this could be to help you with your reach your awareness your branding you know, as well as your marketing and your sales too. Is that right, Sarah? Is there anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, what the Power Hour is, mm -hmm. um, it's it's sort of free, as in it's, it is a paid Power Hour, but if you don't feel that it's worth the money, you get it free. So you've got money back. absolutely no right. risk. Okay. Um, and, you yeah, just message me on LinkedIn, book in, and we'll look at understanding your story. And maybe even like, why your content you feel isn't working because you know right. if it is or you, yeah you can have analytics and everything like that but you just know if it is or isn't you know are you are people liking and sharing it are they um are your emails generating responses are people booking in conversations with you because if they're not then it's not working is it but Indeed. understandably you might not know why um, so Indeed. it's all of it could be whatever you want it to be it could be about storytelling or 
how the power of words to persuade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's no risk. And, um, and it's just one hour that you'll get, um, I'm really confident, loads from. Thank you. Thank you very much. Lovely. Well, there you go. The link, um, the links will be in the chat if they're not there already. I'll come back to the chat in a moment. Thanks again, Sarah, for unpacking all of that for us. Please also join in our uh, LinkedIn Leaders Live group where you can keep the conversation moving there, folks. So you can swap over to there and remember to check out our podcast sites as well. We're so excited about that. We're on Apple. We're on Anchor FM, Google, I think, um, Spotify, all of those sites. So um, that's so exciting for us. Birdie We'll put the links in the comments as well, just as we're ending. So before I get on to what's next week, folks, um, let me uh, give you a quick word on what our purpose is and the why with Leaders Life. And it all starts, folks, with the idea and the passion that we are all more than we think. You are more than you think. And we are building a community here of like-minded folks. And it's great to see you, you know, coming back week after week and that's what we're building we're building a community together and this is particularly relevant to building back better businesses and and people you know for for it, it, particularly after the last couple of years worth of the awful pandemic that we've been through you know building back better after that i think that's really important and that's why this community is, is available right now and will continue to do so so leaders live is freely available and it's an edutaining expression of anyone can join in and enjoy taking part in extraordinary conversations and our kind of maxim or our motto is i to the power of we folks and through these simple ideas we aim to make a difference and make the world better too folks so and we want to bring a spirit of freedom of joy and of fun and that whole feel-good factor which we which we talk about in our leaders live so my quick uh, cta is um so look my commercial offerings are you know keynote speaking please book me for keynote speaking at company events i talk about growth mindset i talk about high performance i talk about business change um my company pdx boosts your business success through developing high performance teamwork and leadership programs you can hire me as an experienced executive coach too and lastly i run a subscription-based community called inspired ceos so if you are an sme ceo i invite you to experience how we collaborate and play a bigger game together as part of that community so please contact me directly for information for any of these links um in, you know where to find me folks and um so what's happening the goose for next week's leaders live we will be back as usual, Tuesday spot, 22nd of February, at our usual time of 8.45 in the morning UK time. I'll be hanging out with the Money Matters experts and authors of the four money mindsets, Karen and Joe Sutton-Joel. And they'll be talking about money and how your money really works. Really important subjects next week. And, you know, we find it difficult to talk about money. So this is going to be a really interesting topic. Um, so there'll be freebie books available too. So be there or be square, folks, is, um, is how we usually finish this. So we're just going to wrap up with the... Uh, where are we with the wrap-up scene? So, in the meantime, from Sarah Birding and I, we wish you a great week ahead. We've got lots of confetti flowing out <laughs> from, from this scene, so we'll be clearing this up for weeks, I'm sure. So, that's all for now, folks. See you again next week. ta for now. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>